ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 116 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. We're here tonight uh, streaming live at starting at halftime of this barn burner of a Commander's Bears game. I believe it's 3 three nothing, Andrew. Yeah, three nothing. Okay. Yeah, just I'm just checking. Okay, three nothing. So hopefully Ooh. you'll stay tuned with us. I think we'll be much more entertaining than the rest of this game. Uh, <laughs> Can't be worse. <laughs> Don't yeah, put so- pressure on us. Oh, <laughs> right at the start. Uh, but yeah, I, I am Rocky Bajella at Dynasty FF Addict, hosting tonight with Andrew at Andrew Hall FF. Andrew, how exciting has it been watching this first half? Man, I, I just. <laughs> I put up a poll earlier because I'm honestly curious, and it was funny how it ended almost 50-50, but is bad Thursday night football better than no Thursday night football? I say yes. I prefer any football to no football, but I definitely understand the other side. I'd rather have nothing to watch than this crap. So I, I get both I think sides. so, yeah. Um, but with us, we have an awesome guest tonight, friend of the show, very smart guy, Kyle Senra at Senra Says. Kyle, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. And uh, I, I'm definitely a friend. I don't know if I'm smart, but thanks. I guess I fooled you. Uh, no, glad to be on, Rocky. Andrew, always enjoy talking with you. I always enjoy watching oh, yeah. and uh, I know. I, 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 Anytime I describe a guest that way, they always downplay it. But you are definitely a very smart guy. So just deal with it, Kyle. I think uh, that's the smart play, though. You want to come off as not, not too yeah. cocky, baby. So the, yeah. the smart people will. A little will, self-deprecating. Will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're good at that. <laughs> But before we get into uh, our first segment here, Andrew, you think I know you know what it's time for, right? Time to talk about some manscaped. I mean, I don't know if we need to talk about manscaped, but I want to talk about manscaped. What does that mean? <laughs> Obviously, as people know that they've been listening, the Dynasty Junkies is proudly brought to you by Manscaped. We are now officially sponsored. We've sold out. Uh, use our code Manscaped. Sorry, Manscaped. Use our code Dynasty Junkies. Actually, no, just, just junkies. junkies. Yeah. Use our code Junkies. <laughs> At manscaped.com, you get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, Manscaped guys are great. Obviously, we've all been hearing about them on every podcast. I know for a while I was kind of on the fence, like, do I want to get that? Do I not? I don't know. I definitely recommend it. Every time I have have considered it, I've been on the fence. And every time I've used it, I'm like, man, this is definitely a good product. And I highly recommend it. Uh, Performance package 4.0, get the whole thing. Why not? It's 20% off. You're not going to miss it. And I'm telling you what, it comes with a travel case. It comes with the crop preserver. It comes with the... Uh, the toner, the boxer briefs, I mean, everything. It's got all the stuff in this whole package, so I definitely recommend it. And, and then I, again, I, I think 
I was just gonna say, and I've always, every time I'm on, I always mention if you're not into the whole bill of the belt grooming thing, they also have the weed whacker, which is yes, great for anybody. You can you know trim nose hairs, trim ear hairs. Nobody wants that. So uh, even if you're not into to, you know the manscaping, so to speak, uh, that that works for everybody. I'll say it this way too: even if you don't have a a current razor for your beard, if you're a gentleman like the three of us that have some sort of beards going on, right? It's nice to have a trimmer, even if you don't want to use it down there. It's I don't I too. don't really, Andrew. This is like as much as I can grow, but okay. You know what? I'll take it. It's close <laughs> enough for this read we're talking about here tonight. And I got to be honest, we love our guys at Manscape. Again, use the code Junkies at checkout, twenty percent off, free worldwide shipping. Go do it. Tweet at us. Tweet at Manscape. Let them let them know you're here for us, and uh, we'd love the support. And appreciate them supporting us. So again, thank you, Manscaped. Code junkies at checkout. Yes, definitely. Manscaped, great product. And speaking of beards, I'm very jealous of Kyle's. But oh, yes. uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll get into some of the, the week five news. There wasn't a lot to, to come out of week five, really. The one major injury was Rashad Penny uh, out for the season. And it's, I would say it's not even so much that we're losing Rashad Penny, but that Kenneth Walker is now gaining that backfield. That's the big news. That's right. So, Kyle, what are your thoughts on uh, Ken Ken Walker? And uh, is do you see big things from the rest of the season? Does the talent overcome the fact that it's maybe not a great team, or is it still going to be kind of a slow burn for Ken? And we'll, we'll see better next year. I think the way Geno Smith's been playing, I don't know that they're necessarily a, a bad team, though. So That's I true. think I think okay. the offense is good enough to. And I don't think the, the the offensive line is all that horrible. I know I, I look at a football outsiders for a lot of the stats, and I'll look that up in a sec where, where they're at, but it doesn't seem like, like they're the Bears' offensive line, for instance, or even the Steelers' offensive line, some, some units that have struggled. And I really like the talent of Ken Walker. I think most people had him as the RB2 in the draft class. I'd imagine dynasty rankings. I know Pierce has come on strong, but I, I, I'd imagine Walker's still probably the, the RB2 for everyone. Uh, for those people anyway. So. Especially now that he's going to be taking over the backfield. Yeah. So uh, I expect, uh, you know, and what but like what Damian Pierce is doing, it's not overly efficient, but he's getting so much volume that he's, he's making it worth. And I think that'll probably be more than anything else what Kenneth Walker does. Uh, still kind of like Pierce to see how, how, you know, how often is he going to catch passes? Because that was the thing, like Penny wasn't even really involved in the passing game. So it doesn't uh, guarantee that Walker will. He's taking over that role. So that might be the the one thing where you're, you know, you're relying on entirely ground production. And if he gets the huge volume, it's great. But if not, you know, game script goes away and then they have to pass a lot. Maybe, you know, maybe there's some inconsistency to his weeks. So, uh, yeah, that, that's maybe the, the risk. But I think the reward is definitely, uh, yeah, uh, a great season. We saw how Rashad Penny ended last year, fantasy-wise. Uh, mm. Helped people win leagues and Walker do the same. Yeah, I mean, we saw just a couple of weeks ago what, you know, in, in the right game situation for the Seahawks that, you know, that the running back spot can blow up for a big game there. Uh, but, Andrew, what do, you, what do you are you looking to acquire Kenneth Walker? Are you going to even with the value bump? Are you going to sell if you have Kenneth? Ken, is it Kenneth or Ken? I keep saying both. Well, I was just going to say, like, who, who's <laughs> Kenneth? Because I thought it was Ken. Like, honestly, I think it is so Ken, funny. but I think I reverted back to pre-draft Kenneth. Right. I think technically it's Ken Walker the third. Is technically, I believe, how it's on the, the jersey and everything else. But for, to your point, I, I'm not sure now is the time to buy Walker. Obviously, you don't want to buy somebody who's having a big uptick like this. If you're fine buying high and you really think he's the guy and you really need a running back and all this, you, you missed your window to buy low. Maybe you need to get him and you just like, you, ah, he's going to get better. He's Once he starts, he's going to get even better. Like I could see the logic. 
I'm not, I'm, that's not how I play. I tend to play it where if I, if I have a player like this and he gets news like this, he gets the starting job. I'm usually holding, uh, I'm not selling or buying when something big like this happens, when, when he gets the chance. Um, obviously th- we don't know how it's going to go. We don't know how the, the starting for Ken Walker, you know, series is going to be, is it going to be, is he going to come out and be like a dud and, or like, is it going to be a stud? We don't know. So part of me is just like, I like to hold and wait and see. I don't want to sell unless, unless it's a crazy offer. And it's something like, you know, some player that you've been trying to get, or somebody comes to you and they've got Ken Walker and they're like, Hey, I'll give you Ken Walker. And all you got to give me is Jeff Wilson. And you're like, dude, I will do that. Like that is worth it. You know, it, there are definitely times where that don't buy, don't sell kind of mentality goes away. It always matters on the value, but generally speaking, I'm not sending offers for Ken Walker right now. And I'm also not sending offers. If I haven't, I'm just kind of, let's just wait and see. Now, if I get an offer that I can't refuse, if I get enough, I can't refuse. Then yeah, maybe, but no, I'm not going to shop him. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I would say more of a hold too. Uh, I think I mentioned this on trade addicts earlier this week too. Like you might even be able to get a little bit of a dip if like, cause Penny was very up and down these first uh, five games. So maybe if he has a couple down games to start, people are like, oh, maybe he's not that good, you know? So right, that's exactly right. People buy into the lack of receptions in college, and right. does that continue? And then you know, no pass catching role again. That can lead to some some dud weeks. But one thing I am looking at their offensive line; they're ranked 15th in uh, Football Outsiders' adjusted line yards. So the, their metric for running efficiency, in particular, uh, one spot ahead of the Cowboys. So <laughs> you know, basically, right in the middle of the average, and I think that's a Good spot to be relative to like what we view of the Seahawks offensive line in years past of, of being towards the bottom of the league. Yeah. And so the other piece of news, uh, not really player related, it, it maybe could affect some of the players. We'll see what you guys think is, is Matt rule being the first coach head coach fired this year. Uh, they actually kept though, Ben McAdoo for some <laughs> reason um, and fi- fired the defensive coordinator, but kept Ben McAdoo. Cause that was important. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> well, I think, you know, who they like specifically like getting rid of the def- defensive coordinator. Now they've made Steve Wilkes the interim head coach. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of leads to think Steve Wilkes and Ben McAdoo had I- ideas of how they wanted to run the offense defense that probably contradicted with Matt Rule and the defensive coordinator. So it's, you know, now they're gone. I they guess so, yeah. the plan. They won the arm wrestling match. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 yeah. With a, with a team this bad, though, I mean, I don't know. There's a whole bunch. You saw it. I'm sure you both saw it. I'm sure our listeners saw it on Twitter this week. Everybody was going nuts, like fire sale. Let's get rid of CMC. Let's get rid of DJ Moore. Like teams just don't do that in the NFL. It just doesn't happen like that. And I think that it's more, it's more likely that the team said, well, if we get rid of rule now, we can see what we have and kind of move, make a move forward, but they're not going to go crazy and drop everybody. It's not like dynasty football, right? Like this isn't fantasy football. These guys have real jobs and real things to do. Now, there might be a trade at some point down closer to the trade deadline. You might see like DJ Moore go for a first or something like that. You know, that would be different, but they're not going to just blitz everybody off their team and tank. It just doesn't happen. But I think it's a good move. I'm not a fan of Baker. I know I don't think any of us are from what I've heard and what I remember. I don't think Baker. I had some hope for him coming into the season this foolishly, but (laughs) I looked at it like he has upside, which I don't think anybody could deny. He had upside, but he also had a very low floor and we're seeing his floor, which isn't shocking. So I'm looking at it like maybe this maybe this is the change the team needs. Maybe this is the change DJ Moore needs. Maybe this is the change CMC needs. But I'm not reacting to this really much at all for fantasy. I just don't know what to expect. And like you guys said, they're, they're, they only got rid of rule. They didn't get rid of the whole coaching staff. They didn't get rid of the whole front office. Like everything is still pretty much the same. 
except for the guy in the locker room who's saying, good job, everybody. Way to take that loss. Like, <laughs> what does that really change? Like, come on. So, no, I'm not really freaking out too much about this. Okay, were you going to say something? Or it well, yeah, I was. Not I, was gonna say. I, don't, I don't really want to think about the Panthers, so I'm trying to ignore it. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. I was just going to mostly agree with Andrew that, yeah, especially, like I said, with McAdoo still there uh, and with how bad Baker's, like, like you mentioned oh. how bad Baker's been. And when they're, you're talking about Sam Darnold potentially coming back Ooh. as positive, that's a very bad sign. So well, it, it reminds me of what I was going to say is that, you know, Baker's not used to be on this bad a team. Like the Browns were uh, even, yeah, right. to say the even Browns Baker's were clearly like, a better organization <laughs> team and, and got well run and, and more organized. Yeah, that, that felt weird. Oof. But like Darnold was with the Jets where they were pretty putrid and like he's been used to just being on awful teams anyway. So he can kind of handle this and manage and be okay. Baker really wasn't ready for it to be this bad. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Even Baker is like, this was a bad move. What have I done? Um, well, I mean, he, I, they tra- I mean, he got traded. It's not like he had a choice in the matter. <laughs> You're entirely right. Yep. Yeah. I but mean, even I, then, yeah. I'm vaguely hoping that maybe somehow this helps DJ Moore, but I don't really see how. I just, I, I love DJ Moore as a player so much. Maybe some change uh, does something. Maybe they realize they weren't using him properly. I, I, I don't know. But I, I'm not really, like you said, it's not something I'm doing anything about. I'm not acquiring DJ Moore. I'm not acquiring cmc i'd almost go I further with, with dj Moore, and I, I wouldn't be playing him right now if i could avoid it oh yeah, i have a lot of in Dyna, leagues, yeah. dynasty leagues yeah. it's tough to you know a lot of them are start 10 start 11 start 12 even it's tough to kind of do it in those formats but uh i got i've got a couple of redraft leagues where all right yeah he's not one of my top two receivers not one of my top three receivers he, he can ride the bench for now uh, i have some start 10 leagues where i i was benching dj Moore last week for sure i don't think i have any shares of dj Moore, but you know who i have been acquiring on the panthers is matt corral just because i don't think he plays this year at all but i'm fine stashing him because i don't think baker's the long-term answer there and if they're getting rid of their coach there could be a coaching change in more ways coming in the offseason Corral's the rookie that they signed maybe he they think he's the guy and he's just injured and they're like well let's get out of there before we can I don't mind stashing, you know, Corral on my bench or on my IR or on my taxi, whatever you got to do. I feel like if you've got the roster space and you're still holding on to like a Jerome Ford or uh, who are some of those like fourth round rookie picks that never pan out, like Tyler Batty, you know, some of those guys that back in May were like, this is going to be the, and now crickets. We're not hearing from them at all. They've been cut three times. Like that's the prime person I want on my bench is someone like Corral who's got the upside. And we know Baker's not the guy. I mean, Corral could take the job, even if he's not doing a great job. A starting quarterback, even a backup quarterback in some dynasty leagues can be worth a lot more than a, a waiver wire pickup of any other position. So I love stashing QBs. I wrote about him last week for Fantasy Pros. I wrote about, to kind of bring it back to the game tonight we're looking into, uh, I, I wrote about Sam Howell this week. And I'm like, I just think Sam Howell's going to get a start at some point this year. I mean, Wentz, as we've seen, isn't necessarily the sturdiest quarterback or the best quarterback, and this team is not great, and they're most likely heading into a rebuild at some point, too. And at what point do they put Sam Howell in to see what they got? Because they got it just like Corral. They got to see what they have to do there. So that's kind of where I'm at with this Panthers team is I love stashing the backups, but I'm not moving any of the starters. Yeah, I don't mind that either because he's basically free. Yeah, I mean, if he's not on waivers, he's a fourth-round trade. You know what I mean? You could get him for almost nothing. Yeah, I I think they're probably going to be so bad that they'll be in the range. To, and there's enough quarterbacks in this draft that they'll, they'll probably draft someone possibly in the first round. But what's it going to hurt? You know, like you're sending at most a third. And, and that, yeah. that might be an overpay for Matt Corral. This well, you one. could even do like a third for Corral and a fourth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't mind that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some of those dirt cheap trades. They're like, had him as a throw in. Like, 
if you're somebody sends you an offer and you look at his team and it's got Corral or it's got Howell, one of these guys like, all right, add that guy and I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to do it anyway. So why not they, just throw that guy in there? Probably spent a third round pick, maybe even Corral, a late second, but it's probably certainly a third round pick to get them. So get a third yep. back also seems appealing to them, even if they're having to give a fourth away. Yep. Good point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's, like I said, we didn't have a lot of uh, news topics to talk about. So we'll get into our main segment for this week, which is uh, good old fashioned buys and sells. So we're early season, <laughs> uh, talking about some guys we're looking to buy. We're about what a th- little over a third of the way through the fantasy season. And uh, guys we're looking to buy, guys we're looking to sell. We, we got a bunch of names we all came up with. Uh, you know, we, we we were talking before the show. We, we're trying not to go ninety minutes as much right. as we have, so we may cut some of these short. But we'll run we'll run through some of them, and and then we'll kind of keep an eye on the time here. But uh, Andrew, who was uh, who was one of your buys? We'll do the buys first, and then we'll move on to the sells. Well, I'll start with what I think is the most controversial and maybe the meatiest topic. I I am fine buying Najee Harris. Like I don't know I, I don't know exactly why the the dynasty fantasy community is so overreactive to negative news. It, it's almost like this weird. I expected Najee to have a rough start this year with the Liz Frank coming in and the team being kind of bad with Trubisky. And I mean, I expected them to be a bad team and then they come out and they're a bad team and Najee's not playing well because of the Liz Frank and everybody's like, Oh, drop him. I'm like, didn't we already do this? Like, I I feel like we've already kind of lowered him a little bit. He was in the top three dynasty running back conversation a year ago, if not, you know, six months ago. And then like coming into August we heard about the injury and he might miss some time. And then everybody started dropping him to like running back seven, eight, nine, whatever. And now it's like he's running back 16, 18, something like that. Like, I know you're going to talk about this on Trade Addicts, Rocky, and I don't want to spoil too much, but I did in Trade Addicts 1, I traded away Damian Pierce for Najee Harris straight up. And I put it on Twitter. I you know put the poll out there. It's pretty 50-50 with Najee Harris still being ahead. But I'm like, guys, oh, it's wow. dynasty. I'm down on Najee Harris, and I still way want Najee Harris over Damian Pierce. Right? Like, how could I not? Like, I've been talking to the guy that I was working on that, and he wanted me to add a second to Damian Damian Pierce to get Harris. And I was like, now hold. Like, you know, I'm trying to contend this year. This guy is the best team in the league by far. He is not – he doesn't need Harris. My team is – is really bad, but is overperforming. It's one of those like middle level teams, but I'm four and one somehow. Like I'm starting Marcus Mariota and Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Like I'm not doing well. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't know, throw a guy in there. But Damian Pierce has helped with that, right? So somebody's like, well, wouldn't you rather win? And I'm like, well, I'm fine winning, but I think Damian Pierce is a much shorter shelf life. And I think Najee's still gonna be the guy for the next two or three years for that team. You don't just dump a guy like that because he has a foot injury. Damian Pierce, on the other hand, has very little draft capital. Could be a great guy this year and could get actually really a lot of points this year. But I am really looking at my team in that league and going, I kind of want to pivot to a rebuild while still winning and getting points. So I'm not going to trade everybody for picks, but I felt like Najee's a definite better asset for Dynasty. But it just it feels like there's so much vitriol on him. I don't know. It's been weird. It's been weird on Twitter. People are like, what an idiot. You're terrible at this. I'm like, call me crazy, but I'm fine with it. Like, I think Najee's going to be the guy. So, okay, I don't, I don't mind. What do you think, Kyle? Well, and I, like we, I look at Antonio Gibson last year, right? He had mm-hmm. he suffered that that ankle injury, or shin injury, whatever it was, and you know you're struggling. And then the bye week came, and it seemed like just the one week off was enough to get him rest. And that seems like more than anything else what Najee needs. So I do wonder if after the bye week he's going to look better, and you know, by that point Pickett will have had time to establish himself. But yeah, to, to your point, I mean. You know, he, he's halfway at the end of the season, he'll be halfway through his rookie contract, a first round rookie contract. So you could even you know, include the fifth year option in there. The Steelers aren't going to probably move on and, and invest heavily in a, in a replacement to take over. Maybe maybe no. a better backup that can take 
away from Harris a little bit, not for so much because I think one of the things we like about Najee is the volume, but that's also the appeal behind Damian Pierce uh, still on rookie contract, yep. even if it's a, just a, a year difference between them. I guess with Najee, we've seen him catch a lot more passes in the NFL. Hasn't necessarily done it this year. So uh, yeah, I, I like the move. I'm also like, I don't, I don't think I have either in dynasty right now. I did trade away my only Najee share a couple weeks ago, but like I wasn't really high on Damian Pierce coming in. So yeah, that's maybe another loss of mine is not having any exposure to Damian Pierce. Well, I, I remember I got a couple shares here and there and it just, I, cause you never know. And some of those second, third round pick kind of things, but I, I, just to kind of put this in, in another way, like as it, I think Najee's a buy because his value is dipped and I like to buy the dip and on certain, not every team. And I think I want to make sure that I'm clear about this too. Not every team should buy Najee Harris, right? If you're trying to win, if your team is locked and loaded, then then keep going with what's working. Right. But if you're a team that like I was in the middle or hell, even on the bottom of the, of the roster, you're like, I've got I'm 0 and five or I'm one and four and I'm not doing well. I think Najee's a prime candidate because I think even running backs are kind of fragile and, and you know, very risky. But if you're at the bottom, be risky. You know what I mean? Like, wh- why not? Let's go get some risk. I love being risky with the bottom of my if I'm at the bottom of the standings, like if I'm at the top. No, no. But if I'm at the bottom, heck yeah. So Najee Harris is a risky player. I'm not I'm acknowledging I'm not denying that. But that's for me. That's why he's a buy, because he could be in that top five running back conversation again in six months from now. And if I can buy him at Damian Pierce price, which we don't know where he's going to be in a year, his upside is right there. But his downside is really low, too. So both of those are risky players. And I I feel like it was a solid buy for a team that needed something. Let's go get some some mojo. I don't know what to call it. Like just Damian. It's just man. Damian Pierce. I'm just not sure. And not every team at the top of the standings is created equal. You, you look at your record, true, but also yep. like your total points. Like you could be a four and one team and not so high on the points relative to other teams that are four and one. And that, that would be kind of an ideal league to where, okay, it might not be my year, but if I'm going to you know, sell a young running back, at least get a, you know, another running back still on a rookie contract as a, as a return. So Rocky right. on the same page as the rest of us here. Yeah, for sure. And like I, mainly what you said, especially because his value is definitely dipped just because they've been so bad. Uh, the the offense does not look good with Trubisky. Pickett's still a question mark. The offensive line is not good. So it doesn't look like a great year for him. So he's going to probably have that dip all year. And I mean, like you said, not like in, I believe in the beginning of August. So not that long ago. I got two twenty three first for Najee Harris. Yeah, now so, he's worth I mean, barely a first. You yeah, I mean? like what the heck happened? That's crazy. So yeah, so yeah, and and that value could certainly rebound. They could be better next year. Pickett maybe improves as the season goes on. They they draft or, or sign a couple offensive linemen. Things could look a whole bunch different in twenty twenty three. So, uh, like you said, if I'm contending, I'm a little wary uh, of, of doing that. I. I probably could get more points for for whatever the price is going to be for the from the Najee Harris manager, but uh, like you said, middle or or even if you're a rebuilding team, I don't mind getting Najee right. Harris if the price is right because he should still be good for a couple of years after this one and probably better than he's going to be this year. But uh, but Kyle, why don't why don't you get into one of your buys? Well, I had a few lists. I'm going to go with the one that I kind of strangely want to talk about even though i don't like this position but uh, the tight end position right no no one, no one really likes it but i kind of like looking at just you know targets so far through this year in production really it's kind of tough to not view tyler higby as the tight end three the rest of the way i mean he is i'm pretty sure the tight end three or four right now uh, i if i'm not mistaken he's leading all tight ends and targets and it's it, it's supposed to be a good offense we've seen it be a good offense in the past and, and it's by the like way he's 
I was just going to say, in, in Trey Addict scoring, which is 1.75, he is tight end three. Okay, six in standard three. PPR, but yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right yeah. there. All those guys, after the top two, you're exactly right. Everybody's a tight end three at that point. And I think the reason he's going up in, in trade aggregate scoring in tight end premium leagues is because it's volume-based. It's not so That's much exactly on the touchdowns because right. yep. he's just getting so many targets, so many receptions. And it seems like he's the clear number two target in that offense, clearly behind Cooper Cup, but also <laughs> clearly ahead of everyone else. So yeah. uh, R.I.P. Allen Robinson. I know. God. <laughs> but there's also, I mean, there's a, a lot of tight ends that he's just outproducing right now that yes. – you know, he's probably his, his dynasty value is probably still behind George Kittle and Darren Waller and TJ Hawkinson. You can sell any of those guys and get Tyler Higby plus. I mean, plus that's... a first even for some of them. You know what I mean? Like you could probably get like, honestly, like you could get a, a crazy amount. I think it's interesting too, because Higby has scored more points than Taysom Hill, which again, as, as a mm-hmm. tight end, right? Taysom Hill, not really a tight end, but that just shows how many points Tyler Higby scored. <laughs> Right. Like, let's look at it that way. Like Taysom Hill has been like dominating the tight end landscape as a quarterback who runs the ball and everybody's talking about him, but Higby scored more points. That's impressive. <laughs> so I don't know, that's, that's all I have on that, but just, yeah, he's tight end six and standard PPR. I don't hate it. I really, I think it's a fine buy because again, he's going under the radar for a solid tight end that you can set and forget. I mean, he, I don't necessarily agree with the man's politics and I don't like him as a person, but if you're okay with ignoring that and putting that in a compartment and saying, I want to win. Yeah. Go get Higby. I don't mind it at all. I'm just thinking. I've got a you know a few leagues with George Kittle, and it's. Hmm, I wonder, can I can I pivot off mm. Kittle to Higby? I know one of those leagues I already have Higby on the same team as Kittle, so uh, that I'm. It's you know tight end premium, so I'm playing both because I think at this yeah. point I you know if I didn't play both, I wouldn't be playing Hig. I wouldn't be playing Kittle because I I'd definitely be would be clearly be playing Higby over Kittle. I think most weeks. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I think the the other leagues where I got Kittle, but I'm going to see if I can can pivot off to try and get Higby. Yeah, and then the good thing with Higby is you could you can get you're not paying more than a sec. I don't think even the person that's selling him is expecting much more than a second, maybe a second and a flyer, a second and third, something like that. Uh, and it's very possible, given the way he was viewed coming into the season, the the Hig, Higby manager might have uh, you know a Darren Mahler or Kittle yeah. or someone he views as better, even if they're not scoring more right now. And it's fine moving on from Higby, even if they're a good team, like a contending team, they still might be willing to move Higby for for a decent price. So I, I like that one as well. Uh, I'm going to get into one of mine. Uh, Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver eight on the season. You kind of uh, alluded to it earlier, Kyle. Geno Smith has been like, you know, the superstar of the league so far. <laughs> uh, but no, he has been way better than expected. Uh, and, better than and, Russell Wilson. Yes, <laughs> yeah, better than Russ. The running Geno Cook. So, uh, with the way Geno's playing, I mean, he'll probably come down to earth a little from where he's at. But Tyler Lockett is benefiting a ton from it. Uh, their defense is not that great, so we can probably expect a lot of passing this year. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of games where they're kind of, kind of, you know, goes back to the the Ken, Ken Walker talk too. There's probably not going to be a lot of games where they're sewing away uh, leads at the end, running the ball. So. Uh, and, and, I, and I, Tyler Lockett's benefiting more than DK Metcalf, probably, you know, because Metcalf's running some of those longer routes and things like that. But so, yeah, and, and again, he's, uh, it's another guy that's cheap, cheap veteran, old, but scoring points. That's, that, that's the kind of guys you want to buy in season. Uh, I mean, even better to buy, you know, back in June when nobody wanted anything for Tyler Lockett. But uh, you're still not paying a hefty price for him, despite where he is right now, because everyone knows he's. He's old, and how long can this continue and all that? So, Andrew, what, what do you think of Tyler Lockett? 
I, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, he's one of the cheapest wide receiver ones I've ever remembered, really. I mean, like, he, he's a wide receiver one this year, and that's all I'm looking at. Like, in Dynasty, of course, we well, want to make sure that we're getting Just value. real quick, I was going to say, it's not even like it's just this year. He's, he's not that he's been a wide receiver one every year, but he's he's been producing at high-end two levels for a while, and we just didn't think it would continue with with, 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 with Geno Smith, right? Yeah, he's we always, all thought Geno well, Smith was going to make it worse. DK, right? It's always yeah. perceived that he's behind DK, but what you were saying, he's, he's not really producing behind him. He's almost no. producing ahead of him. Well, it, to kind of put it in perspective, too, he's got 40 targets. DK Metcalf has 43. So he is behind him, but Lockett's got 32 catches and DK's got 28. So he's got more catches. So like he's more efficient with the targets he's getting, right? And then DK has two touchdowns, Lockett, two touchdowns. So like they're just, they're both, it's kind of that 1A, 1B that we expected Chase and Higgins to be on my Bengals, right? Like you've got DK as wide receiver 19, right? Like we've got Geno Smith supporting two top 20 receivers. Who had that on their bingo card? Like that's craziness. And if so I'm Tyler Lockett equal T Higgins we, is what you're saying. We we were scared about Tua supporting two wide receivers, right. about twenty wide receivers. And, and, and Gino, Gino is. That's not that hard to do. Well, I mean, Tua's well, Gino Tua Smith, hold his, my beer. Well, T, T, yeah, exactly. You got a Tua and his and his other quarterbacks, Tyreek and Jalen, are four and seven. So he's doing fine at that. But yeah, yeah. no, Gino is kind of going under the radar, right? I mean, that's kind of where I'm saying that. And again, I I think in Dynasty, Lockett is significantly cheaper than Metcalf. I mean, I would say. Metcalf equals three lockets. You know what I mean? Like it, it takes, it's ridiculous. The, the low price. I just saw a trade for him. I think it was CEH. I think somebody traded CEH for Lockett, And I was like, I don't hate that trade on either side. Like I kind of like the vibe of that trade being, they're both those kind of like, I don't know, like doing well for now, but who knows how long it lasts kind of players, you know? So, I'd might, maybe I'd probably rather have the Lockett side. Actually. I would too. CEH yeah. is possibly a bit of a mirage given his usage well, so and that's kind of where i think that logic goes is lock at the mirage like does dk finally start dominating and then again we're talking dynasty here dk is probably the better i mean i don't think this is a this is a standard ridiculous thing here but i think dk is the better asset for dynasty i don't think anybody's arguing that mm -hmm. but i do think that locket is a fine redraft player which again if you're trying to win go get that guy like you said it well like you could probably send a second for locket plus something else you know what I mean? Like you, depending on the team, if it's a if it's a rebuilding team that's got Lockett, they don't want Lockett. And again, if you're rebuilding and your team plays on potential points, you don't want Lockett for another reason, right? Like now he's scoring points. I didn't want him to score points. Now I can actually get something for him, and so it gives him a market. So that's a great buy. That's a great buy. And by the way, guys, we uh, we unlike last week, we do have a touchdown in the Thursday night game. Dante Ooh, Pettis. With a touchdown. Yeah, again, uh, everybody had Dante was, Pettis, right? Everybody's yes, exactly. rostered Dante Pettis. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Andrew, we'll, we'll we'll do at least one more buy for each of us. So Andrew, why don't you get into to one of your other ones? Well, I wanted to do Terry McLaurin, but I feel like that's he's his value is still all over the place, and he's playing in this game tonight. But I'm going to stick with the Steelers and go Kenny Pickett. I, I do think Kenny Pickett is the real deal. I think we've seen the 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 bond he started to form already with Pickens. I think those two are going to be good. And you still got Deontay Johnson there. You still got Najee, like we were talking about before. I, I mean, I just think that, that that team is going to get better. Um, partially because that they're an, they're an organization that doesn't generally suck this bad for very long, right? They, they tend to get things figured out. They're also wide receiver heavy. Like they have a lot of receivers that they like to get. Calvin Austin is another one of those guys that I'm big fans of stashing and all that. Like if you have the roster spot in a deeper league, but I do truly, truly think that Pickett is the answer. I think they got their guy. They're happy about it. But what that means is his price is going up. He's in that, you know, quarterback 20 to 25 range right now in Dynasty, like prime quarterback two for Superflex, but he's got the youth appeal, so everybody wants him. I mean, I, again, I know you don't like Wilson, Rocky, but would you rather have Zach Wilson or Kenny Pickett as your QB2? Neither. 
Um, <laughs> That's a fine answer. I'm just checking because there are a lot of people that would much rather have Wilson, and I would much rather have Pickett. And I wouldn't much I, rather have either, but I would rather have Pickett. Well, I'm using much with, with lowercase and, and quote <laughs> fingers, like much, whispering, much, much rather. Have I'm just saying, like, I think Pickett is, is greater sign Wilson, but it's just one greater sign, right? Let's be clear. But I also think that there are a lot of ways that Pickett can succeed that I'm not sure Wilson can. I'm just more worried about that Jets offense. I know Brees is a stud and he's in this whole conversation. I think Pickett is the buy for me because he's kind of still going under the radar. But as that team gets better, his value is going to go up. So on rebuilding teams, I'm I'm sending out offers and and you know sending DMs like, hey, I know you you got picket, you're rebuilding, but what what do you want for him? What, you know, what can I what can I offer you? And just talking it out because again, if he has a down week, maybe that's the time to buy, right? That's the time to strike. I'm very curious because I haven't seen many picket trades. Kyle, what do, what do you think picket would be going for right now? Either in terms of picks or play, whatever however you want to do it. But yeah, because I'm, I'm trying like you know he would have been a first round pick last year. I I mean I don't. Is someone giving up a 23 first? That's the thing. I think a lot of people will be hesitant just to give up a 23 first, especially, you know, unless it was like a a clear, like the the pick belonged to a team that's like a clear contender, one of the five and oh, four and one teams, high points scored. If it it looks like it's going to be a late first, that's probably how it gets done. Uh, maybe a twenty-four, maybe a 24 first and that's what I was second, something something like that, maybe is. I feel like that's that's the case for a lot of players. The 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 list of players wow. that are being willing to be moved for a, a 23 first is really low. So if you can't get the the fourth, but breaking I news here, it. Andrew. I well, no, just Antonio Gibson had a run that was entertaining. But I did look up some <laughs> trades for Pickett because I was curious. Like you asked, like well, what? So straight up, Kenny Pickett for Traylon Burks. <laughs> Pickett all day, right? Like I, I got to be honest. Like I like Burks, but quarterback. And so these are super flex trades. You know, these this is DLF Trade Finder. I did filter by uh, Superflex, but this is the one I was shocked by. Uh, Kenny Pickett straight up for Geno Smith. <laughs> oh, wow. Imagine, uh, yeah, I, again, Kenny imagine Pickett. if you're rebuilding with Geno Smith and somebody sends you that offer. How fast can I accept that? I, I would gladly take Kenny Pickett. Andrew, we have Smith. to go look after the show at the, the Junkies League and see who yeah. has Kenny Pickett if they'd be interested yeah. in Geno Smith, who's our QB3. Well, we're doing well in that league, so I don't mind having the points. But I, I'm just using this as a pivot. There's another one on here, which is interesting. Kenny Pickett and Christian Watson for Tua Tagovailoa. Like, Kenny Pickett and Christian mm. Watson for Tua. I don't mind that upgrade to Tua, but I also don't mind breaking Tua up if I'm getting Watson also. Like, these are some good trades that are happening right now. And again, yeah. these are good in the sense that I like the values I'm seeing for Pickett. It's not that high yet. That means yeah. he's a buy. That's on I'm, that I'm one, liking get, these. On that one, give me some Tua, though. But I'm a Tua fan. Boy, well, so. I, I think with this back injury or neck injury, head injury, whatever Tua's got, I think they're going to be really trigger shy. Oh, I agree, too. But I, think leash, so. I don't think he's like out for the year. No, no, no. Like me that, neither. Yeah. Me neither. But I do think anytime he gets dinged up at all, they're pulling him. And even if he's gone for a series or two, that lowers his value to me. I'm just, you know. You're not on the play. You're not on the field. You're not going to get points. So, but no, I, I just think those are some that, interesting two questions. years in a row. He's gotten hurt playing Buffalo like week two, week three. Ooh, I feel like I that happened that. last year too, where he got hurt in the yeah, Bills he game. Get hurt early, yeah. I don't and remember who it was against. But it was yeah, the Bengals this year, right. but it was the Bills before the Bengals. If you want to, yeah, yeah I see what well, you mean. Yeah. Was it the week before though? When the Bills, it wasn't that the week before? Yeah. This whole thing was the week before that yeah. he got hurt. Or he played five days later against the Bengals on Thursday night. So yeah, you're right. It was it was Bills both weeks. I didn't realize that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's funny that you know you're talking all these these buys, and yet I've well not so much pick it, but I've sold, I've recently sold Najee Harris, recently sold Tyler Lockett, and I recently <laughs> sold George Pickens to get Traylon Burks. Funny enough, there to, you go. To relate to there that you go. Pickett trade. So it's funny how 
I've done the opposite, but, well, but clearly, I, if people are selling them, you can you can buy them. And do I think, you remember like, what, yeah. you, what you got for Lockett? I'm curious. I was just a straight a second straight up. It was pretty simple. Well, that's that what we were talking out. about, yeah. The, the, and you know, if you're contending that a lot of people would like Lockett for a second, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's uh, and I think like that was something where I even I had shopped that to a few managers and a few people actually rejected that. So you know, it might not like you were saying, it might not even cost a straight up second. Like you might be able to you know. A, to get a third thrown back if you're buying Lockett, right? right? Like in certain leagues, that might happen. Uh, I think I, I think I'd gone through about five, six managers, so I was getting kind of close to, to the straight up second. So, um, well, I think that was he, I did. I had done it after his first big blow up week, and obviously he's continued to do that in, in recent weeks. Well, you, you hit on something I wanted to mention again too, though. Is it, it, these are buys, but someone's got to sell if you're buying, and I think that far too often there there are people that just say. It's not black and white. So if I'm saying buy Najee Harris, obviously I'm not saying buy him for anything. And I'm obviously not saying don't sell him, right? I'm just saying I would prefer to buy if the price was correct. That's what all of that means, but I don't always tweet all that out, right? And so I think a lot of times too, what ends up happening is people don't say buy for who or buy for what. And I like that we try to at least give a little bit of leeway on that to say, all right, well, here's what I would do. You know, Here's what I would shop for. And then obviously utilizing tools like the DLF Trade Finder is helpful to be like, here's what he's actually going for. Right. Like that's something that I've done a few times. If I'm trying to get rid of a player, I'm like, who can I get? Let's go to the trade finders, see what people are getting. Cause I never would have guessed that you could send Gino and get Kenny Pickett. I never would have guessed that, but that actually happened in a league. It's a 12 team super flex. Maybe it'll work in mine. Right. And even then, and, and, and we can kind of finish the topic on this, but I know for a fact, when I post a Twitter poll and I'm like, which side would you rather have? It's never 100 to zero. Never. There's always somebody that wants that other side, whether it's 90 to 10, that means one out of 10 people want the other side. That's all I'm looking for. Just give me that one out of 10. Maybe that one out of 10 is the guy that's got him in my league, right? So like, that's part of why I send what I would call crap offers and Bosch would agree. Some of these are like not worth your time. Part of it is like, yeah, but you don't know what that other guy's thinking. Like I might as well send it and see what they think. If I thought that I could send Gino for Kenny Pickett, I never would have sent that. But now I'm going to send that out. I got a couple of Gino <laughs> shares. Let's go see what I can get. It's yeah. funny you mentioned Bosch in there because I just wanted to touch real quick on something you said in the middle there about what you would buy for or what you would sell for. Because if you're not following John Bosch, oh, you yeah. should. And he does every Tuesday. He puts out a, a trade, you know, Tuesday trade thing uh, using DTC values. Yeah, and, and saying, guys, you know, he'd be buying as a contender or selling or whatever. Kind of what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, except he actually and, he and like we're doing. says who he would do. Yep. And yeah, that's why I love that. what I love pick that. or, yeah. It's, and, he, and he puts the DTC screenshots. A really great thread every week. I've enjoyed uh, seeing them. So if you're not, go follow John Bosch. But right. uh, Kyle, I don't think we got into your second buy, did we? Uh, no, but I, I think it can relate to the, like talking about Tyler Lockett selling for a second. This is a player that I went and I bought recently exactly for that, for a second. And I've tried to do it in a couple other leagues and it's actually gotten turned down. So maybe, maybe his value is on the rise, but he had a bad week last week with only one target. It's Christian Kirk. Mm. Uh, but I think you know, still seems young, still seems yep. like the number one receiver on the Jags. And even if they bring in another number one receiver, that could probably only help draw coverage away from him. So I think he's in a, going to be in a position to be a number one, number two target for Trevor Lawrence for years to come. So I think Kirk is a, you know, he's had some, put up some good games this year. Um, I think he's uh, early this year. I mean, I guess after, I think after week four, not so much after week five, I think he was a top 12 wide receiver on the season. So he's producing well, still pretty young. I think he's 25, 26. So a uh, good kind of age to go by, you know, you don't feel like you're not, blowing a second round pick on an aging vet that's that's expiring like his value could still even 
go up or, or certainly maintain at this pace that he's at right now. So I, someone I've gone and bought, and I figured it was a good example to talk about here uh, and could relate to, you know, if you want to get younger, sell Lockett for a second and then use that second to go buy Christian Kirk. Uh, if you can't make the, the trade from Lockett to Kirk straight up. but I was say, that, that, that would be an interesting move, but I don't mind it. You could also do, like you were saying too, like send a second for Lockett and a third and then send Lockett for Kirk. You know, like kind of add a little couple of little pieces maybe in those trades and make it worth your while. I like that. Okay, so I'm with you too. I was just looking. Yeah, he had he, he had a very poor week in week five, and it wasn't great in week four, but it was against a really good Eagles defense in pouring rain. Uh, those first three weeks, though, he was like 17 and a half points or more every week, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that. He had a down week this week. Uh, uh, the whole Jaguars offense had had uh, some issues early, and or they actually started off hot, and then had a lot of issues for the rest of the game. I should say. Uh, and I think a lot of that had to do with the weather though. So, so I think you're going to see a lot of good things, even with all that, he's still uh, a wide receiver too right now. So, and and I think he could be end up up a high end wide receiver too, as the season goes on, but, uh, Mm -hmm. I will get into my buy. And then I think after this, maybe we'll uh, move on to some of the cells. Uh, I have, uh, Javante Williams is one of my buy. A lot of these guys we've been talking about are more contender buys. Uh, Javante Williams would obviously be more of a, a rebuild buy. Uh, he's a guy that, uh, I just, I just think the talent is incredible on Javante Williams. I, I had him as my RB two in last year's class. So I know a lot of people had ETN ahead of him. I did not. I had him, uh, I did have Najee as my RB one. I think, if both were healthy, I would have Javante as my RB1 from that class. So, mm. uh, yeah, I just think he's that good. He's, he's, he breaks tackles. He's he's just uh, – he he can do it in the passing game if you need him to. It's just he hasn't had – never gotten the opportunity uh, – never gotten the opportunity full-time. And it's possible, I guess, we may never see that. I mean, he's going to be a guy coming off an injury that may not even start the season next year. I doubt they're going into the season in, in a situation where the running back behind – quote unquote behind him is, is that, you know, not very good. So it might be a Melvin Gordon type, somebody like that. Uh, if it's not Melvin Gordon, so we still may see a split, but I still think he's the, the talent's fantastic and you can get him much cheaper than you could have before mm-hmm. the injury. I got him uh, on a rebuilding team in TA six for, uh, for 24 first. Just a straight up twenty four first, and I was very happy with that. And like Najee, the key would have been two twenty three firsts before the season. Yes, was his oh, yeah. cost. So yeah, more. Yeah. yeah, Well, I'll jump in with this and say that Javante is one of those players that I always had a little bit of hesitation on, partially because of Melvin Gordon and just the team didn't seem like they wanted to give him the bell cow role. And I was always like, man, I feel like he's a little overvalued, and just I didn't have any shares because I just felt like it was way too expensive to acquire him. Everybody that had him was a truther. There was no, you know, ifs, ands, or buts. If they had Javante, he was their guy. And I think the injury worries me too. I mean, I was already kind of out at his price. And yes, his price goes down. His value in Dynasty goes down. And I think I'm still kind of out until it really levels out. Um, I think a lot of people too are comparing this to the J.K. Dobbins injury, which he had in the preseason. And it took him a couple weeks into the season really to feel confident. And, And if we kind of use that same math, we're looking at probably six, seven, eight weeks of next season that Javante is probably still out or at least not 100%, that worries me. I mean, not only is he missing pretty much all of this year, but he's missing potentially half of the, the regular season of next year. And I, I just, I don't know, running backs are, are not a Even diamond. with that, I'm, I'm in, though, at a single <clears throat> No, that's fine. First. And he will only be, I think, at the end of next year, like he will still only be 24, I believe. 
Well, and again, I'm not I'm not against that price. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I I don't know if he was he would be the one I target with my 24 first. I guess what I'm saying like there are other players I might try to get first or try to get it ahead of him. And again, just pulling up some recent trades, he's going. There was a trade yesterday apparently on, and and this is again a 12 team super flex. Javante Williams 23 first, straight up. Uh, I, there's a couple in here. Javante Williams for Aaron Jones. Javante Williams for David Montgomery. Javante Williams for a second and a third for David. You know Montgomery? what I mean? Like, that's where I'm like, I'm the, sending the value Dave, I, is on a contending team. I'm sending David Montgomery for Javante Williams. I was going to say the same, like that, that yeah, to me yeah. shows how low the value is. And then a second and a third and not a first, like that's a pretty low value. Like now a second and a third, I would gladly send a second. And a third well, then yeah, that just speaks to him being more of a buy to me. If people are actually selling, and that's exactly that what I'm saying. Like his value is really low in some leagues where people are like me or hesitating. That to me is a panic sell. That to me is a contender who had Javante who was like, screw it. I just need a running back. And I mean, that's not going to be common. You know, you're going to hear a lot of not in my league and all that. But I'm saying if, if there's anyone out there that's that's selling him for that, I mean, I, geez, I want to second not panic and third selling. I have a league where I, my top four running backs are uh, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, James Conner, and Eli Mitchell. And I still haven't Ooh. panicked sold him. <laughs> So, Who else you got in that team that I should start uh, selling? Uh, because my goodness, n- nobody. I'm like I have like nothing at running back now. I think I oh, won yeah. my RB two last week. Was, I had to start Keyshawn Vaughn, and he got zero points. Ooh, yeah. Like that's how bad it was. Him or like somebody else who was going to get zero points. I didn't. There's nothing on the waiver wire. I know what like, you mean. Uh, it's a Debbie league. There's, I was, was going to say my last buy is Rashad White. So I'd say in that league, go buy Rashad White. Yeah, yeah I gotta buy. I gotta buy a cheap running back before this Sunday. <laughs> It's just like, I feel like, you know, I had Rashad White as the RB3 in the class, bef- like, like even before the draft, but certainly even after the draft, I, I still maintain that. And I think that that might have been the case where, I, you know, he was probably the RB4. I think a lot of people like James Cook a lot, but now, you know, Damian Pierce has probably come up as the, you know, it's the clear top three of Hall, Walker, Pierce. But mm-hmm. I think after that, Rashad White still slots in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't, he's got a lot of upside. Seems like Ryan Robinson's yeah. having a great game tonight, but uh, you know what? Rashad White's getting more usage. Seems like he, he could, you know, still catch passes as well. So, uh, but while he hasn't had a blow up game, means his price is probably low. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 I Rashad. Yeah, he's looked kind of nice when they they've given him a little usage in there. So I, I don't hate that. It's it's probably more of a longer term play because uh, you know Lenny still gets a lot of time as well, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't as high on White coming in, but uh, I think he's in a good situation. I mean, we'll see. Brady's probably gone after the year, so we don't know who his quarterback will be next year. Uh, but but he can catch passes too, which is what you want to see out of your out, out of your running back uh, for fantasy. So uh, and, and he's and again, clearly better than Keyshawn Vaughn because he's keeping yes, him on the bench. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and, and again, he's he's a guy that's gonna. You're probably not going to pay any more than than where he was drafted at, which is probably somewhere in the second round. Uh, so you're paying a second at most, and uh, that that's not much at all. And if if you get any production out of a second, and it looks like you're going to from Rashad White uh, yeah. at some point. Uh, that's a bonus. A lot many people overrate the the hit rate of a second. I think they yes, like we we, we I think we sometimes value seconds a little too high. But uh, speaking of values, let's get into the cells now. Uh, yes. I, I I did not get any cells on the list before the show began. So, but I did see that Andrew and Kyle both had like at least three or four. So we got plenty to talk about that we're not even going to get into all of them. So right. Andrew, give give us a cell. 
Well, I, I mentioned before when I, if I'm buying Najee Harris or Damian Pierce, and I clearly think Damian Pierce is a sell. Now, I, I understand the logic of why you wouldn't, right? There are definitely people out there that are like, look at his production, look at his opportunity. He's the guy, and I, fine, that's fine. And you go buy him, because I got to be honest, as a Damian Pierce manager in a couple leagues, I have no idea how to value him, because there there are definitely people that think he's next, the next coming of Jesus, and he's gonna be better than Brees Hall, and he's this amazing talent. Man, listen, I'm sorry. I don't think that's true. I also don't think he's trash, right? Like, I don't think he's nothing. But for me, Damian Pierce is, is the prime risk-reward kind of guy, like I was saying before. And I think he's got a lower floor than Harris and a lower ceiling than Harris. So, I don't know. I feel like that, to me, feels like an even sell to, to on that buy. But to kind of hit it from a different angle, I mean, his draft capital isn't much. The team could go a different direction. They're really all over the place, the Texans are right now. And as much as you want to think he's the next guy, I mean – I keep yeah, you know, obviously people keep saying that uh, Harris is going to be the next. Uh, what was the the the, the, the Browns Tr- Richardson right? Trent Richardson. They're like Harris is the next Trent Richardson, like the stud that doesn't do anything. I'm like, well, then Damian Pierce is the next Philip Lindsay, right? Remember Philip Lindsay was an undrafted guy, came in for Denver, did really well, was really hot, and then ghosted, and just has now the third string running back in Indianapolis. I just you want I, Melvin I Gordon instead. Well, I'm I'm not even saying that talent wise, I'm just saying that the teams think that and the opportunities think like it could be true there, too. Like you can't look at Pierce and see all roses and then look at Harris and see all negatives like they both have upside. They both have downside. It just for me, Pierce is a prime sell because his value is skyrocketed from what you paid. Like, let's be honest, I I, unless you paid a first a week ago, right? Like you could probably get a first now. And that's much better than the third or fourth round pick. You probably paid for him three months ago, if not more. So, yeah, uh, Pierce is my number one option on this list. I was going to say, the reason I don't have a lot of Damian Pierce is because, uh, you know, in the second round of rookie drafts, I was either taking the other running back, Rashad White, or the other guy with the same name as him, Alec Pierce. (laughs) Yes. He's my second round target. Uh, Just real quick, does anybody remember, where did James Cook go? I forget. Like, man, wasn't he like a late first and now he's just gone? Like, uh, we don't even see Oh, you didn't actually forget. I I was about to answer. Like, oh, I'm yeah, yeah. Back during the, the the drafting process, he was, I think, everyone's RB three, and yeah, yeah. I, I all over I, that I, I not was, being a good choice. <laughs> zero shares. Yeah, it's funny. I, I I kind of viewed him like Trey Sermon, where I I clearly liked Michael Carter better than Sermon, and thought he was the I guess it would have been RB four for that class, but right. I felt it was the same thing. Like I'm clearly prefer Rashad White over James Cook. The only league I drafted James Cook in was the the one draft where Rashad White actually happened to go earlier. It's like, hey, oh wait, that means I don't get him oh well at least people learn but uh it's funny you, you talk about like you know damian pierce the second coming of jesus i actually thought that was breezes hall of the yeah. lord because yeah. uh, he, he's breezes christ yeah no but what i guess what would be one of your cells then kyle i know you got a couple here but i'm curious which one you want to pivot into so the one i really want to talk about is chris godwin and i think yeah. it's because all season I've, I've still been seeing him even with the, the injuries he's dealing with like yeah okay he came back from the acl tear but now dealing with hamstring injuries and there was even worry of a back injury at one point and it just seems like it's not going smoothly for chris godwin and yet i'm part of the dynasty trades in hq uh patron group i know you are too uh andrew and you know yep. just chatting in there it seems like people are still saying they can get 23 firsts for chris godwin so if you can sell chris godwin for a 23 first i think he's the biggest sell in dynasty at that price uh i I, I sold my only share in a salary cap contract league for Zach Wilson in a third, obviously a super flex league. And, uh, you know, I feel like obviously that, and this was before Zach Wilson's injury. This was way back in the, I think I might've done this when Brady was still retired, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and so like at that point, like God, was still like a long way 
back from right like, far from the recovery injured and without a quarterback. Yeah. So <laughs> I sold low, but I also think like that's kind of where I view his value. So for me to to, to be able to get a twenty three first for him, I think is is almost pretty extreme. So I think if 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 that price is possible, because it seems like it is, again, not in every league. There's got to be a better acronym for that. Uh, Nimmel. Not in every yeah. league. Not, <laughs> not in my league. league. Yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, the the find me a trade should be a F mat. Yes. 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 A, Scott. No, yeah. Scott always calls it F mat on the even on the when we're on the yeah. show. He's a, he definitely does it when we're not. But uh, just uh, don't want to offend anyone named Matt who's watching. Right. <laughs> we're not saying F Matt. No. You said F me. Like what the heck, <laughs> <It's> Matt? Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think I like Godwin a little more than you do. I just think he he's very he's he does produce pretty well when he's on the field, but you're right, he does have question marks. You know, between the injury thing and again, Brady's probably going to play till he's fifty, but you know, <laughs> there's there's a chance he's not there next year. I mean, maybe maybe now that Giselle's gone, he's just never going to stop playing. I don't know, but <laughs> um, but but yeah, but I mean, are you selling him? Would you sell him for any twenty? Like, if you thought it was the one. 12 are you selling chris godwin for the 112 yeah uh, yes yeah I, 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 I need it to be a, a closer to him i i don't know if you're getting a like 105 106 for him but i mm-hmm. need to kind of that low end mid at least i or think I if i would sell for the 112 i probably wouldn't want to make the pick but get, it can right that the mm-hmm. player i want to buy i can buy with that as opposed to as maybe i would be able to think would be an upgrade point. on godwin yeah, so. yeah. well and speaking of godwin for real quick I, I did get an offer this week that i did not accept but somebody was sending me godwin for my russell wilson in a super flex and i was like listen man i get that russ is is cringe and not that great and he's very limited but I do not think I'm sending Russell Wilson for Chris Godwin right now. I just don't think that makes any sense. I, I just, I couldn't do it. But Kyle, as someone who thinks to sell Chris Godwin, is that what you would buy with him? Is that what you would want to send away and get? Or does that seem like, you know, a pipe dream? Well, again, like the, the one share I sold to him was Zach Wilson, not Russell Wilson, but that idea of selling him for a quarterback. Again, probably still even in a super flex, as bad as Wilson is, that might be still the more liquid asset. Like it's tough, it's tough to get, starting quarterbacks in super flex leagues, if you're, especially if you're not trading a quarterback away. So yeah, that right. Like, I couldn't get the, the first that would be maybe the type of trade I would like to do. I wouldn't necessarily try and pivot for a different receiver. I feel like any receiver I'd rather get, I'd probably have to add a pick to Godwin and maybe not, that's not the best way to maximize the, the value. Maybe you're having to kind of take a shot at a, a receiver that hasn't broken out yet. And that's maybe how you maximize from Godwin and get that receiver an extra pick. But yeah, I, I'd be fine selling him for a quarterback. I mean, Godwin has got 10.6 points per game in PPR. He's played in three games, no touchdowns. I mean, like he's it just been like very a floor closer to, to like Rocky's point. He can, he can produce a lot better than that. I, I was going to so. say like, that's the only reason I would, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Obviously it's selling Chris Godwin. I'm fine with that, but I, I would be a buyer if the price was right. You know what I mean? Like I think his, his price has dropped and I, I do think he's got some upside left in the tank. And again, if you're selling him, maybe this is the, the logic you send in your DM to the other guy. Like, hey, Godwin's had a rough start, but he could come back. Like, you know, try to convince the guy that what you're selling is amazing, um, which never works. But it, feel free to try. But uh, I just think, you know, Godwin's definitely a prime candidate to sell. But you could find someone who believes in him. So it, it's not the worst idea. I like it. And, and he could be another one of the guys to me. Like, I, I, I don't know if you're de- I think I I would consider paying a late. 23 first for him but he, he's another guy that kind of falls in that 24 first category for me yeah like, i'd have to want to give up a 23, 23 first. yeah yeah I, but, I think maybe the idea of of giving up a 24 first is expecting he's probably going to produce better in 2023 than he, he is right now in 2022 yes. so that makes the 24 pick of yours maybe slightly worse because you've got the the 
asset that will be scoring better next year. Yes, I agree. Yep. I like that. That's good logic. So, uh, Andrew, when you, since I don't have any, you get into another one, and I'll just comment Perfect. on it. <laughs> uh, so pivoting to quarterback then Ryan Tannehill is somebody I'm selling. I, I think the writing is on the wall for Tennessee that Malik Willis is going to be the guy. Um, I, I think Tannehill is someone who I've, I've gotten a bunch of leagues because he was dirt cheap or free and, and, you know, either in trades or in startup or whatever. And I just think that I've got a lot of Tannehill shares because nobody wants him. And that makes him a tough sell, like kind of like an Antonio Gibson kind of like eh, nobody wants him. So how am I going to sell him? But there are players that are managers, I should say, that, that need quarterbacks right now that have had injuries or we're getting into buys. I think this is the time when I start shopping those, you know, Geno Smith, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, like those players that I just don't really want on my team long term. But if like there is one team, I think I have like five starting quarterbacks this week just because I, I picked up P.J. Walker and I've got <laughs> Geno Smith and I've got Ryan. Like, so I, But none of them are in the top 20 quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like I've got five, but they're all in that bottom half. So it's like, well, maybe I could package Tannehill and someone else to get up to a Zach Wilson or, you know, get up to a Justin Fields, you know, like as bad as he's been there, you might be able to get it there. So I feel like Tannehill still got some, some cachet name value and things like that. There are still some people that see him on a team that, you know, with Traylon Burks being injured and the team is kind of like, eh, they're not really great anymore, you know, with AJ Brown, obviously being gone. And there's a lot of question marks. There is Henry really the only player that you want, maybe, but Tannehill's still a starting quarterback, and I think you can still get some value for him now while we're in this throes of the season. But I don't see him being the guy next year or even maybe later this year. So I kind of want to get rid of him before that bottom entirely falls out. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, it's funny because uh, the reason I didn't list a quarterback to sell because he probably would have been my choice. And uh, wholeheartedly, I, I, almost everything you said, I agree with. Like I, He was someone I was willing to take in startups this year because he was so cheap and the reason he's so cheap is because, like you said, no one wants him. So the, the, the resale value is not great. But, uh, but, yeah, like that makes a lot of sense trying to, you know, if, if you've got another quarterback that's sort of elevated packaging two quarterbacks to, to get it to consolidate to a better one makes makes sense. And that might be the way to, you know, find appeal to someone if they're contending with these young quarterbacks disappointing. Maybe that's the, well, okay, at least I get two shots could outproduce him. I also wonder if you even just wait one week and try and sell Tannehill next week after his bye week has passed, that might also be something that certain teams might, might, okay, I'm willing to pay a little extra knowing that I don't have to worry about his bye. That's one of the reasons I wanted to bring him up tonight because they are on bye this week, right? So like, you're not, I mean, you might trade him this week, but again, we're, we're already started technically started in week six. So my thought is let's look to week seven and he's going to be back and you're going to have other injuries. Like it feels is actually hurt and all this. I think Tannehill is someone you could easily sell as he's had his buy. You're good. Right. And like you just said it, like he's going to have a little more value because it's already done in a, and actually in HQ three, I traded Tannehill Claypool and a 24 second for Darren Waller, Jarvis Landry and a 24 third. Now my thought process here is I think the, the floor, the, the cavernous floor of Ryan Tannehill is coming soon. And I do think Darren Waller, who I also listed as a sell on this list to kind of pivot into that, I think Waller could be seen as a sell as well. Just I'm not sure about his role in that offense. I think he goose-egged last week, right? Like he didn't do well. But that being said, that league is a tight end premium and, you know, dynasty with a bunch of people that know what they're doing and trading all the time. And I'm like, I'd rather get out on Tannehill before he's zero. And I'm, I'm glad to take Waller as that risky kind of potential upside in a tight end premium league where tight ends are ridiculously hard to get. And I, I had plenty of quarterbacks. So I'm like, well, not plenty. Never have plenty. But I was like, yeah, I can, I can sacrifice a little bit of QB, not getting one back. So again, it's like they're, they're both sells because they're both question marks. But I guess Rocky, what do you think? Did I win that trade or lose that trade? What was it again? 
Tannehill, Claypool, and a 24 second for Waller, Landry, and a 24 third. Yeah, I like your side. Yeah, I you think got Waller, the, I just, right? You yeah, Waller. I think the yeah. Waller side has more long term value in my mind. Like Claypool and Tannehill both could be zero by this yeah, time. Claypool is a nothing to me. I mean, yeah. I know some people still like him a little bit that Claypool has like almost just above zero value in my mind so yeah, and i don't like landry much but he's you know just as good as claypool to me i'm like i don't mind that like you see even trade targets like claypool just really had the touchdowns two years ago and they yeah you know, they're not really throwing to him much like that he's went away behind <laughs> behind and, deontay and pickens like we referenced earlier and yeah. it, you pulled out that trait because i i wasn't really going to say much i was going to say i think you guys said a lot of it uh he, i mean he hasn't been producing great so i think the play would be to try and move him for a non-quarterback, and that would make him more – even rather than a pick, is Bingo. to try and get a player or, like you said, in a package like that where you're not getting a quarterback back. I think it makes him more appealing. That, it's a much know, more attractive offer if you don't have to send one. It's very hard. I'm not – you know, I don't care about having high-end quarterbacks, and, but it can be very difficult to get uh, even lower-end quarterbacks without giving some kind of quarterback back. And if you're willing to do that, you can afford to do that then I think that makes him a much better sell than trying to get, you know, whatever picks for him or something like that. Yep. Uh, so Kyle, let's, uh, let's, uh, you want to, you want to just go, we'll do both of Kyle's and then we'll move on to find me a trade, uh, Andrew. Cause he has two. Yeah. So the, the quick one on Goddard is just because it seems like almost every tight end that's, it was in kind of that, the mid round range has disappointed. It seems like except Goddard. So he hasn't disappointed people yet. So maybe sell him before he disappoints people is sort of my <laughs> logic here of, of maximizing the value. Um, Cause I, I actually thought he would be, five. he would be one of the more disappointing, especially from a redraft perspective, one of the more disappointing mid round tight ends. Okay. I think Hawkinson will be okay. I think Schultz will maintain targets. Uh, Kittle, I think Kittle still be great. But yeah, all those guys have disappointed. Goddard's actually been the only one that's that's been able to kind of maintain. I was with you there, by the way. I thought he was going to take a hit with AJ Brown coming. I thought he was going to take more of a hit than Devonte, and yep. they've all actually produced pretty well. No, no, it has. Yeah, no, I thought yeah, Devonte would be the clear number two, and it would be you know a decisible difference because he was you know he had more targets than Goddard last year. So it, it seemed like, especially in redraft, Goddard it seemed like a lot of times was going ahead of. Devontae Smith, but Smith had the more targets last year. So something quite didn't add up there, but yeah, seems like uh, the Jalen Hurts breakout is all we, all we needed. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's, that's more like looking at the, the psychology of, okay, he hasn't disappointed people yet. So his price might be good. And then Dalvin cook, uh, he's probably been a, a sell for the last couple of years anyway, but you know, he's still producing, which means still that that along, yeah. still <laughs> maintaining. Um, so yeah, so I know I've got, I've got, I think I'm down to just one league where I've got Dalvin Cook and, a, and it's a salary cap contract league. So sometimes that can can be a little tricky uh, to, to make certain trades happen. But it is something I'm, I've, I've sent out some offers, but I think I'm going to be more aggressive on, on trying to sell him. Maybe find some deals that will save me some money as well as give me some something, you know, future draft capital. So and I like you know, coming off a two down touchdown performance, too, if you want to do it now, is, is probably a good time mm-hmm. for sure. Well, He's and still think- healthy right now. So, yes. I think with Cook too, though. I mean, that offense is is kind of all over the place. I mean, we've seen you know a couple really iffy games out of Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. I know you're a big Kirk Cousins fan, Rocky, on that older QB side. He he does pass the ball to Cook. He's right you know, around that does, QB one range, by the way. He's QB thirteen. Always, he's still there. Always. Yeah. He's he's the well, best be QB, QB eleven by the end of the year, or QB thirteen, and you're fine with it yeah. anyway. Like that's you know for the price you have to pay is nothing. I'm just saying more like he he 
Cousins, he passes the ball to Cook a lot in that offense, and I think that that helps his value too in PPR leagues. Uh, he's a name that, like you said it perfectly, Kyle, he's been around. He's a name that people are familiar with, and it dominates. He gets touchdowns. He gets those goal line work. I mean, Madison has always been, quote-unquote, coming for his job, and he has yet to happen. So I think the only thing that's going to hold you back if you're a Cook manager is obviously injury, and that's true for any running back at this point. And I think, too, with the way we've seen some running back injuries and you know, even Swift kind of injured and underperforming and some of these other guys like Najee Harris, of course, underperforming. I mean, there are plenty of reasons why a team might be out there going, man, I need a running back. Maybe you could sell Cook on the high end and just say, you know, he's still a stud. He's I mean, he's running back 14, I think, on the year, 16 in points per game, PPR scoring. It's like he's still got some a chance to be that running back one to, to anchor your team. And again, name value alone, draft capital, all that kind of lines up. You could still get a pretty good chunk for Dalvin Cook. So I love that as a sell. Yeah. One thing I tried to do, sorry, Rocky, but was uh, sell Cook for Cam Akers in a first in, the, in that salary cap contract Ooh. league, just trying to take advantage of how bad Cam Akers has been. Mm-hmm. And my my plan was to trade for Akers and then just cut him at the end of the year, even though there's years left on his contract, to save myself even more money. Not just yeah. the difference between the Cook to Acres contract, but you know, usually you know, cutting most most salary cap contract leagues like work like this. You know, you cut a player future years, you you know, you save half the the cap hit. So, yep. uh, you know that you know it, it, it's get the difference and then also that that saving. So my part of my thinking was if I could you know just getting the first alone would be worth it, and then you know make the you know f- to make the salary work to be able to transition get Cam Acres off. The, the, the other manager didn't want to do that. I might eventually try. Just see, okay, Acres in the second because I think I, I would said uh, sent Cook and a fourth for Acres in the first, so I might just try and see can I do the two for one. Uh, but I think a part of that was I also did that when Cordell Patterson was still healthy because uh, I don't really mm. want to rely on having Acres in the lineup. It's more just facilitate and save money. So that might be one where I wait for Patterson to get back and healthy before I try and send that particular offer out again. But uh, that's just that. just an idea of what you know I was looking for. Well, there's a. I looked it up because I was curious. A trade finder has an interesting trade for some players we've talked about already. Uh, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, and a 23 second. So Dalvin Montgomery in a second for Javante Williams and a 23 first. Hmm. Rocky, which side would you rather have on that? Javante in the first or Cook Montgomery in the second? Yeah, give me Javante in the 23 first. See, I'm I'm kind of the other <laughs> side, but it, it depends a lot on how much. I'm team very high on Javante, even with the I know, injury. Though. I know. I'm saying more like, give me the points. And as much as I don't like Montgomery, I don't mind him being packaged in here. And I mean, you're trading back from the first to the second. All it did, it yeah, just if, says they're different teams. So it could be the 12 like, to the 201. We don't, I don't think so, but it could be, right? Like, you don't know. If I'm but, like a super contending team, like I'm top two or something like that, I I might have trouble doing that, giving away that much points. But uh, in most other situations, I would take the Javante. Well, and you get the 23 first, which exactly. is gold, right? We've and been talking which, about the 23 first. You could first in turn yep. convert to more points if you wanted to. Well, and, and let's remove the picks even. If it was just Cook and Montgomery for Williams, you'd probably still take Williams. Probably, yes. Yeah, and that's where I would not. I would rather have Cook and Montgomery. You just gotta give me the points, like give me the, the give me the scoring because I think that's something I can get. That's what I love about this, though. In all honesty, is like there's there's never a wrong answer in a lot of these. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these trades are pretty straight even, and I see this a lot. Like there's obviously Dalvin Cook for a, a first. There's Dalvin Cook for a 24 first. Adam Thielen and Josh Reynolds. You know what I mean? Like there there's a whole bunch of firsts still going for Cook. You know whether you believe it or not, whether you think he's going to be there or not. There are players and fantasy players, fantasy managers sending that. So that's I wouldn't mind getting a first for Cook to be honest. In this 23 class if you're rebuilding, 
get that aging running back off your roster yeah. and collect another first, happy to do it. Love it. And I just want to give one final note on Cook that kind of maybe adds to Kyle's uh, sell suggestion here is uh, I, I remember hearing on uh, JJ Zacharyson's podcast uh, this week that uh, his, since the shoulder injury, he's not. It's not like he's in like a 50-50 split like Javante, but his usage has been coming down to compared to what it's been in the past. It's been like the sixty uh, percent, sixty to seventy percent snap range. Madison's getting a little more work than usual. So again, this week he had he had uh, two touchdowns, but uh, it wasn't a ton of, of yardage uh, with that. So. It is it is something where you could see more of a low end kind of RB one season, high end RB two season from Dalvin, rather than you know superstar Dalvin Cook. So it and he but he still I think has that superstar Dalvin Cook cachet to him uh, exactly. if, if you're trying to move him. So uh, so that finishes up our buys and sells. Uh, we are gonna get into find me a trade. And I, I Andrew, I did this last time Scott was on. I was. Curious what you thought of it, and both times I should have asked before the show. But, but do, do you like the in in the in show sounder, the uh, in show drop here? The hold on, find me a trade, find me a trade. Love it, I <laughs> love it. It's hard. It's hard. That's I love hard. It. Yep. How can I not love it? Yeah, it's our buddy Brian. Want to search by room? I, I got to find it. It only took two it. years, but I figured out how to put that in the stream yard and and, oh. and play it on the show. We uh, I mentioned this the last time I did it with Scott that. Uh, uh, we, we we got hard to do that when we very first started with Dustin uh, and uh, we would edit them in and then we just stopped doing it because it was a pain in the ass. We didn't always remember the, to leave space for it. And <laughs> that was the voice of the legendary Meatloaf Wildcat. Yes, it was. <laughs> Want to hear it again? Find me a trade. Yeah, uh, yeah you, 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 you totally that. Yeah, no, it definitely has to be. That's a okay, we gotta, so you guys got to start remembering to do that on the weeks I'm not on. I know. I know. You're right. I keep forgetting. I'll show you where it is after the show. Okay, um, but we're on to our find me a trade segment. Uh, this week's uh, was submitted by Ruben Almada, uh, co-host of uh, Dynasty Coast to Coast, I believe his name, correct? I think so. I think it's uh, Coast to Coast Dynasty, I think. Co- yeah. oh, Coast to Coast Dynasty, I'm sorry. Coast I mean, you just got to throw Dynasty in there somewhere. It's start yes. at the end, it's got to be. <laughs> He's that super flex DJ, and he submitted a find me a trade. Does it with uh, uh, Justin Mercer, who's been on the show before. He's a great guy. Uh, and uh, his league is a 24-team dynasty league, two-copy league, uh, tiered PPR, 1.5 for tight ends, uh, 41 roster spots with four IR spots and start 11, a QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, the super flex spot, and uh, four flex spots. And Ruben says he's going for the ship. Uh, big bonuses in the league, and sh- not, sh- not I'm supposed to be not sure if I need to make more moves or not. Feels like it's a strong team. We we found your moves. Don't don't worry, Ruben. Mm-hmm. But uh, Andrew, if you have uh, the the team up, if you can sh- share your screen and we can do the roster. Yep, perfect. Just getting it up now. We'll uh, remove the yes, the overlay, the thingy with jig. There, there we go. Perfect. All right, so. I like this team. I think there's some holes. We'll get to that. But he's a quarterback against Superflex. So we got Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers. Behind that, Jimmy Garoppolo, Desmond Ritter. I don't mind that at all. I think that's a pretty good room. Uh, receipt, or sorry, running back. We got Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Warren, Jordan Mason, Deion Jackson, like a bunch of flyers. It's really just CMC, Eckler, and a bunch of guys that might be something, but not a lot of studs after that. Uh, receiver, pretty heavy here. We got Jalen Waddell. Christian Kirk, uh, Noah Brown, Rashad Bateman, 
uh, Wandale Robinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, new dynasty receiver four, something crazy, like pretty good receiver room. I like that. Uh, tight end, he's got Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higby, David Njoku, and Grant Calcaterra. And then on IR, he's got Cordero Patterson, who we mentioned before, John Mechie, which I love as a stash, and Greg Dolchich, along with Ty Montgomery. So some really good players, I think, on this team. For a, for a team that is going for the ship, I get it. With Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler as your top two running backs, I mean, it's it's all in. You know, I'm, I'm moving my chips on those guys. I'm just going to put them in and go. But I like this a lot. I thought this actually was a, a pretty fun league to find a, a trade for because any of these two copy leagues, you get twice as many options, right? That It makes it trickier. I will say this. I like being in multi-copy leagues. I'm in a couple of those. Uh, it does make it more fun in a sense where if you want a guy, you can just go send and span the league and you know send more offers to people. But it does make it tricky, too. If you really want a specific player, it's like, well, there's two options, but there's still only two in most leagues, unless you're in a Bosch league like I'm in with Kaleidoscope where everybody has the players. But in any case, I thought this was a pretty solid team. I guess, uh, Rocky, do you want to get into your trade first then? Oh, muted. My bad. Uh, I don't even usually mute myself. I think I had to cough or something. I, I hardly ever turn the mute button on, and of course, that's when I start talking. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was I was saying that it's funny you make the point about the two copy league because in my trade, uh, kind of this is what I often tend to do when we do find me a trades in the season, especially for a team like Rubens. Uh, if he's a contending team, what one of the first things I do is I go look at the standings and look at the bottom mm. teams and, and see. Uh, who has what? But in this league, for instance, the, one of the guys I'm talking about in my trade is Tyler Lockett, who's on. They they have, they go by victory points. He's on a team with zero victory points right Ooh. now. But the other team that he's on has 19 victory points. So you're not probably getting him off that team. Smart. Which I, which I think is I think might be the highest in the league. I think one team might have 20. Uh, so so yeah. So yeah, it, 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 it kind of is a good point to make here. And my trade was to send Desmond Ritter to mustache riders for Tyler Lockett and Taysom Hill. Uh, Ritter's just QB four. I don't, I mean, I know some, he's going to get probably, he's going to get a value bump because he's going to start later this season. And that might be a better time to sell him. But uh, I don't think anybody doubts he's going to start at some point this season because, you know, Marcus Mariota, but, <laughs> but, uh, <Nothing>. <laughs> yes. um, but I'm not a fan. I think even when he starts, he's not going to look very good. I think there's zero chance he's the starting quarterback in 2020. You know, okay, zero harsh, 2% chance he's the quarterback in 2023. I think they're going to, again, like we were talking about the Panthers, the, the, the Falcons actually have been kind of feisty, so I don't know, maybe they accidentally win too many games. Uh, but I think they're still going to, again, be in that top 10-ish range, top 12 at worst and have a chance at a quarterback either trading up for one or again with this draft there could be you know three or four quarterbacks in the top 15 depending on how this goes for some of these guys so uh he's not someone i'm very interested in holding on to anyway uh i i believe I, on this podcast before i called him zach wilson light and we all know mm. how i feel about zach wilson so um, <laughs> uh, so i training him for tyler lockett and uh Taysom hill uh which uh Ruben's uh, tight ends he's kind of playing I mean he's got Higby so he kind of could uh, you know set it and forget it with Higby but we'll see I mean that may not last all season uh, I, I kind of think there's a decent chance it will but 
Taysom can be a bye week fill in for flexes and things like that. You hopefully you get one of those boom weeks, even if it's not at tight end, he has four flex spots. So he could fill in, you know, in a flex. Maybe you get one of those two touchdown games from him or something like that and lock it. Like we talked about earlier. I just, I love buying Lockett. Uh, I just, I think this production is going to maybe not wide receiver eight production, but, I think he's probably a top 15, 16 guy at the end of the year. So uh, it adds some depth to his roster without losing anything he's starting. I, I don't even think Ritter, when he starts, will be coming into his lineup. And I don't think he's going to have as much future value as some people might think. So, so uh, Kyle, what do you think of that one? Yeah, it made a lot of sense. It's funny how we all, all three of us, the theme is trading away a quarterback. As much <laughs> yeah. as we think, okay, this is a solid quarterback room. I uh, still think there are ways to, to kind of tweak it and make it better, uh, build around Kyler Murray better uh, in the longer term. And uh, in this case, you don't, I mean, I suppose you're getting a quarterback back technically with Taysom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't mind losing, getting not getting it. Because, I mean, he does have, uh, I think he has four, if you include Jimmy. as you know, he's right. just, Yeah, so, so he's not, at and, least and, his quarterback for the rest of the uh, quarterback, starting quarterback for the rest of this year. And I think could be beyond, too, so. Yeah, no, it, it makes that. So, yeah, I, I, I get the logic. And I, I think uh, the other thing is, is that I always thought, you know, thinking and looking at it right away was, okay, better get a better quarterback, get a better wide receiver. Those were the two kind of things I kind of yeah. gravitated towards instantly. So getting Tyler Lockett really does add just one extra piece to this wide receiver room. Just, again, mentioning the running backs, you probably want to just play the two. And, you know, the mm-hmm. weeks where they're on bye week or that there is an injury, you kind of – patchwork figure out the rb2 but you probably want to flex as many wide receivers and and or tight ends as possible and not flex running back so getting an extra guy like lockett could maybe help with that too yep and i'll just piggyback on all this and keep it short i i love getting lockett and hill from a team that doesn't want them exactly uh, I, I mean Either that's, guy that's a make, brilliant doesn't make move. sense for his yeah, team yeah. that's that's exactly the kind of move that i go for is is look at the worst team see who they don't want and see what's the least you could send and I'm not even I'm not even sure Ritter is the least you could send. You might be able to get away with sending less. But again, Ritter's a prime candidate. You might even be able to get more than Lockett Hill. You might be able to get him to throw in a third or something. And I think this is again great point as someone who is contending to deal with bye weeks and everything. You're pretty lean at running back. You're going to need to start a lot of receivers. And I mean, adding another starter with Lockett and a potential starter with Hill, I don't hate it at all. So yeah, great trade. Okay, so Kyle, you want you want to get into yours? Sure. So I guess uh, Andrew and I both are suggesting to sell Aaron Rodgers. Yes. <laughs> um, and now not exactly sure what Ruben has in terms of pick, but if he still has his own first or, or any other uh, other first, because I, I know Ruben makes a lot of trades. So he's you know, maybe yeah. assume that he's, you know, if he doesn't have his own first, he's got someone else's first, but to, to ship off Aaron Rodgers in that first and, and, you know, to serve two purposes. One will be to get younger quarterback, uh, and then also maybe monopolize this Atlanta quarterback group. I don't know if it's the best quarterback <laughs> room to get. Um, but also getting a stack with your the QB one and helping out that wide receiver room. Uh, in this case, it's not Tyler Lockett, but uh, giving up Aaron Rodgers in the first for Marquise Brown and Marcus Mariota. Now, uh, again, I imagine the first probably has to be a 23 first to make it enticing enough for the other manager to do that. Uh, but I just, I, you know, I was looking for, okay, what's a good stack option? Okay, what's a good quarterback option? And it's funny how the same team had Mariota and Marquise Brown. And I just thought, okay, that that works so well. And I think maybe a variant on this would be the, the other copy of Marquise Brown is on a team that isn't contending. So if 
you want mm. to just straight up buy Marquise Brown for picks, it'd probably be that other team, not uh, the scene team, I think is the team with uh, Brown and Mariota that would suggest this to try and because they're competing. So I also think, you know, Mariota, the QB three, maybe they prefer Aaron Rodgers as a QB three to produce with, you know, behind their young quarterbacks anyway. So I also thought that would be a team that would maybe willing to take on that risk there of, of the older quarterback. And and honestly, Rogers right now, anyway, is sort of like Dalvin Cook and that he has the name, but he's not super producing right now. Like, I, I think we talked about him. It was either on here on Trade Addicts recently, and he had a – I don't think he had, had a 20-point game at this point. I don't remember what he did this past week. Um, but, but yeah, he's not – He's not been doing great, which I mean was kind of to be expected. He's not been doing awful either, but he hasn't been, uh, you know, high end uh, QB one type numbers in almost any game. So uh, I like kind of moving off Rogers now. I, I think that kind of production is what you're going to get most of this year, given his receivers and the fact that they have two very good running backs. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think. Uh, sorry, Kyle. I don't think he has his first, so he might have to sub some piece in there for the first. Well, he's got a twenty-four um, <laughs> first. Was what I was going to say. Like, I might that might work. A twenty-four first. That might get it done. I don't know. I mean, you may have to do add a third piece and make it a three for two. Yeah, yeah, or or do like another pick swap in a different way. You know, like I and figure out maybe, a solution. You know, there. maybe that's something you take out the quarterbacks and keep. Brown for the 24 oh. first. What how far away are they? And right. what and I I love Hollywood myself. I think even when Hopkins comes back, we're yep. still gonna see him producing. I, I, I was think gonna the targets will just condense to just those two. Yeah. And yeah, the guys like Ertz and, and Rondale Moore, where I mean, we saw Rondale coming back, it, it just took it away from Greg Dorch instantly. Maybe right. that, yeah. that same thing happens to Rondale <laughs> once once Hopkins comes in. So yeah, I'm well, I'm I'm fine buying Marquis Brown, especially for someone who has Kyler as at quarterback, and that's specifically why I targeted him. Yeah, and I think the the only I guess negative or downside I would say on this is that that Sean team or whoever has Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. You're you're not starting a third quarterback, you know what I mean? Like you're you're having Aaron Rodgers on your bench. Obviously, buys are you're going to need one, and I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers and Marcus Mariota on a buy. But I'm looking at it like if I have those two like those two running and, and really top two quarterbacks. I'm not sure I'm, I'm making a move for a guy like Rogers, um, but I wouldn't mind accruing a first in a sense. So like you put it perfectly, like maybe it's, you know, Marquise for a first, how close are we and kind of go from there. Um, I, I don't, I, again, I don't mind starting Marcus Mariota on a buy, you know, with those two guys, but I don't know if I would pay to get Aaron Rodgers on that team. Just my, my two cents. I, guess. I will say too, though, that, uh, he could then uh, flip Rogers. Like, of course, I think the value is yep. pretty good. So maybe he could. May, I, I I don't have his roster up in front of me. Maybe he could flip Rogers for a tight end or a, or well, his tight ends. A, a he's got Zacherts, Dalton Schultz, Jared Cook. Like he's okay, but not great. You know what I mean? Like, I remember Jared that Cook team is pretty agent. deep at receiver, which is also why I thought very they might be willing. So maybe like, he Brown flip. might be the wide receiver four almost on the team. So yep. like I think they've got AJ Brown. They've got AJ Brown, Devonte Adams, uh, Jalen Waddle, Mike Williams, like, and they got Ruben a already has Waddle, court. so you wouldn't be able to trade for the Waddle. I, I assume anyway you can't get the yeah no, the almost never yeah. yeah. And because it just it, sounds like a, a, a league Ruben set up in his commissioner of, it seems <laughs> like be. the type of leagues he commissioned. So I, I'd imagine, I know that it, you know, two copies. But yeah. I mean, that's the one reason I think you could potentially still get it done is yeah. You flip him for another position other than receiver. You give up the receiver to get Rogers and the, and the first is big. And, uh, and, and then, you know, move it, move Rogers for something else, maybe for another lower end quarterback plus running back or something like that. Uh, funny, but it, I bought 
I, I sold Austin Eckler for Marquise Brown in two fourths uh, earlier Ooh. this off season. And it seemed like the, the initial reaction of the league was one person's like, well, if that's the price of running back, I'm not selling any of my running backs. <laughs> like, I, like I sold too low, but at this, uh, I know last couple of weeks, Eckler's kind of had some blow up performances, but the, certainly the first couple of weeks of the season, I was, I was quite happy that I had made that trade. So uh, I like that. That, that might also be something. Like, man, one's not enough. Yeah. You wanted to flip uh, Eckler to, to Marquise Brown. So. Hmm, that's not bad. I can get into mine then. Finish up with yours, Andrews. And then, yeah, so and then mine was a similar. 90 minutes. I like it. Mine was <laughs> a similar thought process to you, Kyle. I like that. Great minds think alike. So, I again, I'm looking at this team and I'm like, man, you know what? As much as it is kind of weak at running back, I think it's its weakest point. This, this team's weakest point is at tight end. And if I'm going all in and if I'm trying to find a way to, to make my team better, again, nothing against Tyler Higby and Hayden Hurst. You know, those guys are fine starters. Even David Njoku, I think, is a fine starter at tight end. I want to go get the best, and I'm just going to go send what I would consider a very fair, if not overpaying offer, to get one. So my trade was with underachieving bums, which I love that team name. I would be sending Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Rodgers for Mark Andrews and Daniel Jones. And the thought process here, of course, CMC is a ticking clock. He may not play every week. He may, he may not play next season. We don't know what's going on there. And again, Aaron Rodgers, I think, could use the help, you know, needs some help, I should say, and could be one of those guys that, you know, just isn't really, I don't know, isn't really that great of a chance or doesn't really have that great of a thing. So I like the idea of getting Mark Andrews. I don't know if that's enough. Honestly, that may not be an overpay, depending on how you look at it. But if I'm underachieving bums and I'm looking at this like, man, I don't know if I want to give up Mark Andrews. Well, he's got a quarterback. He's got Daniel Jones, Trey Lance, Desmond Ritter, Matt Ryan, Easton Stick, Kellen Mond. Kyle Allen, like he's got all these quarterbacks, but none of them are really great. And if I'm looking at that, if I've got Trey Lance and I'm holding Trey Lance, uh, I've got Elijah Mitchell who's injured, like he's not scoring a ton of points. And behind Mark Andrews, he's got Dallas Goddard, Taysom Hill, like he's Pat Fryermuth, like he's actually pretty stacked at tight end. So my thought process there is you upgrade your quarterback to an actual starting quarterback because Matt Ryan is not the answer either. And I think Rodgers still has a couple years left in the tank. And you definitely downgrade. And I think, you know, on the tight end, you're downgrading to nothing. But then on on receiver, or sorry, running back, he doesn't really have any running backs. He's got Kenneth Walker, who, again, we're, we're liking, but he's not a top five guy yet. He's got Alexander Madison, Elijah Mitchell, like I mentioned, Michael Carter. Like he could use the running back help. So that was kind of my thought process on this is like this looks like a, a trade that might work for both teams, depending on how you sell it. But none of us know all the details here. None of us have all the, the ins and outs. But. Rocky, how far off am I? Do you think that's a fair trade or, I don't know, go kick rocks? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's tough. I, I mean, I because CMC is starting to look more like CMC again, yeah, uh, which makes it a little tougher for me. If you if you had said this in week two or week three, uh, it would have been closer for me. I think I'd still prefer to hold on to that side. Uh just because, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Jones. Uh, I don't think many people are, but uh, <laughs> are big fans of Jones, especially. Um, but, but, I mean, he has been a little better than I think maybe people think. He, he has the rushing that, that that brings up his fantasy points somewhat. And Andrews is fantastic. I just have a hard time giving up CMC and a quarterback. I know. Um, for Andrews and, and a pretty mediocre to – bad quarterback well, uh it's, it's a little a much for me but yeah. it's, your, it's your qb2 <laughs> or maybe even three if you count garoppolo ahead of him so i don't mind downgrading the qb2 if i have murray 
So that was kind of my other thought. Like if I've got a locked and loaded stud and I do consider Murray a top six quarterback still, I think he's having a rough start. That'll change. Um, and I don't think that he's going anywhere as a, you know, an NFL asset. So I don't mind moving on someone like Rogers for that, but that's a fair concern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, the CMC part is, is actually kind of the bigger thing to me, just because they well, finally seem to realize that you should actually throw the ball to Christian McCaffrey. And maybe um, that was why rule got fired. Cause he didn't do it enough. Right. Yeah. Maybe that was part of the logic there. And again, this uh, super flex Gen, right. Ruben's team doesn't have a lot of running back depth. So that is definitely giving a lot away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle, your thoughts. I mean, you're getting the tight end one in dynasty, right? So, well, Kyle Pitts, hang on. People still think Kyle Pitts is the tight end one. I'll be honest. I've that, had yeah. I've had Mark Andrews as the tight end one in Dynasty basically all offseason. So I, I I'll I'll say I'll and, I'll and I think people are again. moving more that way. Not not well, John Bosch and Matt with Price. With this slow people. pit start, a year right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's caught up, I'd say, because that's again I've been ahead of curve on that. Yeah, but no, but Kyle like, was already there. <laughs> yeah. I think I like the trade for you, Andrew, because you're getting younger at both pieces. You, whether whether right. it's the 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 elite non-quarterback, you're getting younger there, but you're also getting younger at quarterback. Uh, and as much as we think Daniel Jones probably is, you know, maybe shouldn't even be starting <laughs> at quarterback, it does seem like he's probably going to outlast Aaron Rodgers in the NFL as a starter. Yep. Um, if nothing else, because and he's he is four know, and one. But that's <laughs> the thing. He's not really playing that well. Like he's not no, going no, for no, a lot no. of yards, but he's <laughs> winning games, which is something that he's that the Giants have really struggled to do with him. Even yes. like you know his his rookie season was actually pretty decent fantasy wise. I think he had like 25 passing touchdowns yes. and, and all the rushing yards as well, but they just didn't win games. So like changing that probably gives him a longer lifespan as a starter. Uh, so yeah, so I, I actually might be my favorite trade of, of the three of ours, oh, uh, which, which I also wonder, it, like you're saying overpay, I'm not sure it gets accepted just because they're getting so much older at both, uh, both of those positions. Yeah, well, we'll see. I guess so let us know, it's worth Ruben. it's worth sending out and trying. Yeah, yeah let us know, Ruben. Hit know. us up. Yeah, so all good options for Ruben. Uh, let us know how it goes. If you can get any of these trades done, if if you, if you take our advice and actually send them out. Uh, so, but that'll finish up our show. I want to thank Kyle for coming on. Uh, we we did a good job of, of making it super long, and and Kyle was a big part of that. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I talk, I talk a lot. We all talk, Kyle. I'm, I'm just I'm just messing around with you, but all three of us can't shut up. So, um, but well, Kyle wanted... just ended too. So perfect timing. <laughs> there you go. We did the whole half. So um, <laughs> Kyle, why don't you remind everyone your Twitter handle and also tell them where they can find all your stuff. So, yeah, so I was going to say, I guess if Ruben uh, doesn't like any of our trades, he can roast us on the Coast to Coast There you go. If, uh, <laughs> if that happens. But uh, I, I have a podcast as well, uh, the Full Press Fantasy Pod. Uh, and I know in season, my co-host Brad and I, we tend to focus a lot on just our weekly rankings. We're really minimizing it down to that. But in the off season, especially early in the off season, there's a lot of Dynasty content. So fans of Dynasty junkies, uh, we, you know, we, we've got episodes, entire episodes. Sometimes we dedicate to trades and uh, yeah, a lot of dynasty talk again through the off season, but uh, try to, you know, dynasty and redraft kind of become one in season when we're, we are setting lineups and, and making those uh, ranking decisions. So amen to that. Uh, yeah, again, uh, the full press fantasy pod on Twitter at FPC underscore fantasy pod. I can also be found anyone seen on the screen uh, can see that, but uh, anyway, knock and won't. So I'll, I'll say it up for them, but uh, at Senra says on Twitter and uh you notice from my hat for those watching uh, right. with the going for two uh, live network. And uh, every Monday we do the uh, m- uh, pregame show 
uh, talking, we've got uh, Dr. James Freddy on, so we do talk a lot of injuries, you know, expected timelines for players when we feel comfortable starting them again, but also previewing the Monday night games. And we've been uh, doing prop picks and, and picking the games and tracking it through the year. So uh, Doc's kind of uh, giving us our prescription on that because he's, he's kicking our butts with, with those uh, with those picks. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's that's always fun to do. Um, so again, on the Going for Two Live network at Going for Two Live, uh, we're on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook video just to search up going for two live on all those platforms and uh i, I again i do the monday pregame show but there's literally a, a a going for two live show every day of the week twice on tuesday twice on friday twice on saturday so all sorts of great live content on the going for two live network and uh really appreciate rocky and andrew and yeah. we'll, i'll thank scott as well for inviting yeah. me on <laughs> and bobby okay. oh yeah and bobby yeah. of course yeah bobby, yeah <laughs> gotta, uh, gotta rotate we, all of them all yes. names in. we got we got a lot of guys to rotate in here but uh, speaking of which, uh, Twitter handles of everybody. I'm at Dynasty FF Addict, at Andrew Hall FF, at Scott underscore Sidlow, at Wrecked Fantasy with the K, uh, and an RE at the beginning. Not, no W. That's right. uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at Dynasty Junkies is the pod uh, handle. Uh, we uh, generally, you know try and respond there if you send something and you can definitely uh on our pinned tweet find uh submissions for find me a trade find you know get get to the get to this podcast if you just happen to stumble upon it um you can find it there on our link tree so uh definitely check out that handle and we're also part of the dap network at dap underscore network and that's also you should go and subscribe on youtube you can see us when we go live you can see fantasy timeline when it goes live Occasionally, Trade Addicts does. We actually were supposed to this week, but uh, uh, Russ had something come up, so we, we changed that. Might be doing it next week, though. So uh, a lot of good stuff on the YouTube as well. And uh, so I guess the only thing to finish with is, uh, you know, if you did just happen to stumble upon this and aren't already a subscriber, go go subscribe to the podcast. Uh, go tell us what you think uh, in the ratings and reviews. Uh, but make sure it's a five star because that helps. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even if you hate us, just give us five stars anyway. Uh, right. <laughs> you can just write how much you hate us in the review. That'll 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 work. So, uh, <laughs> but with that, uh, Andrew, why don't you send us out? Well, thanks to everyone in the chat. We had a couple guys in there, Gator Jay and Bill. I know. Thanks for everybody tuning in. If you like, if you live watch this with us during the game, the the Washington Redskins, Redskins, Washington Commanders, <laughs> won 12 to 7. <laughs> and I got to be honest, that's one of the worst games I've ever seen. So thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Junkies out.